welcome to another episode of the Federation of Fandoms. I am Captain Robert McPeak, and joining me as always is my fellow Captain... Sean Flores. We're here today at the Captain's Table. It is so wonderful for all of you to join us. Welcome back, and hello to the new listeners joining us for the first time today. Today we have the topic of Doctor Who. Now, this is going to be our introduction to Doctor Who. So, for those of you who are not really aware of what Doctor Who is, maybe your friends are like us and won't shut up about it and keep going on and on and on and on and on. This is where you can get some information without actually watching the show to get them to leave you alone if you don't want to watch it. But I would highly recommend it. I mean, it's it's, a fantastic show. Oh, it really is. I mean, once you get once, just like me, once you start watching it, you just get hooked because you're like, "Ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Ooh, creepy! Ooh." Yeah. Um. And for for honesty's sake, I would really recommend um having somebody who's already seen most of the modern Who to set you up with a good episode or two. In order to just get you into the highly recommended the show, because um, I don't know about you, Sean, but that's how I got into it. Well, for me, it was um, well, my sister and Kevin, who were constantly badgering me, like, "Hey, you need to watch oh. this. Hey, you need to watch this. Hey, you need to watch this. Hey, you, you need were to watch peer this. And pressure. I'm just like, and I'm just like, I don't know how to. And the next thing I know, I'm on Amazon Prime and. Amazon video and I'm like, oh, all of the doctor modern Doctor Who's were there, including some other, you know, um classic Who stuff, which is it's more like documentary or anything. They were all there. And I'm like, oh, I guess I can start watching them. <laughs> Click the button and yeah, I'm hooked. <laughs> so so you actually went about it peer pressure, but yeah, when you actually sat pressure. down to watch it, you didn't have someone going, Here, watch this episode. That that's interesting. So you started with Rose. I just started with Rose. With you started uh, with that episode with Christopher Eccleston. Yep. Uh, uh, for for those who are already lost, um, the the Doctor, it's not Doctor Who. That's not his name. That's that's not his name. Do you know how many people I've heard go? Oh yeah, that's that's uh, Doctor Who, and I'm like, no 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 no. It's just the Doctor. That that is a common thing with Whovians. Yeah, I agree. But uh, you have, oh, what, how old is he now? Like, oh, twenty two hundred or something. Oh gosh, yeah, he's up there. He's a, he uh, he. Uh, I can't remember. Alien what. Time Lord, uh, from the planet Gallifrey. In the constellation of Cerberus, Cerberus, Cerberus. Yeah, that's what it is. I was close. Um, the planet Gallifrey in the constellation Cerberus. Something else. I, I, and I mean, I just watched that the other day yeah, too. Least, yeah, that's one of Tennant's more famous lines. Yeah, because he's just like. I'm the Doctor. I'm the Time Lord Here from the I am. from the planet Gallifrey, the constellations constellation Castorus. Um, 
in something and I'm 903 years old and I'm the one who's going to save your life. Yeah. Got a problem with that? Yeah. He was so sassy. Yeah. That was David Tennant for you. But but to to let you guys know a little bit more is is that um, he is the last of the Time Lords. Uh, They have a... uh, they have a machine that allows them to travel in space and time. And at one point they were able to go through, uh, into other universes, the multiverses, but, uh, something happened and the walls closed off between them. Um, I don't really remember what it was exactly that, that did that, but there was something, um, that's uh, season two of the new. Yeah, movie. I don't. Um, I don't remember. Because um, I know they were talking about it, but I can't remember yeah, what it was. Uh, there's uh, New Who and Classic Who. Classic Who goes from the first Doctor to the seventh, and then there's Limbo Who. Yeah. Uh, Limbo Who is mostly um, parts of seven. And eight. And then you have the war doctor. Yep. John um, Hurt. Yeah. Rest in peace, John Hurt. We miss you. Rest in peace as well. The man was such a phenomenal actor. Oh, he was. He was in a lot of great things. He was. And his his addition to Doctor Who was just was yeah. phenomenal. Once I got to that Christmas special, mm-hmm. it was just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Granddad, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Name Granddad. Uh, oh, did you see his um, reading of Capaldi's war speech? Mm-mm. Oh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I, I think it was Capaldi's war speech. Pretty sure from the Zygon invasion, Zygon inversion. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, because that was with it. Clara. He, yeah, that was the one that he read off, and that was, oh wow. Kind of wish that he had been like a full fledged doctor too. Yeah, because that would have been, nice. been awesome. But um, eight was kind of in limbo because they were trying to bring Doctor Who over here to America, and we got a uh, turn of the century. Uh, Doctor Who episode in 96 or 97. Somewhere, you know, uh, late 96, early 97. Yeah, it was late 90s. And that fell flat on its face because it was supposed to be, you know, the Y2K thing. And for me, I, I didn't mind Paul McGann's you know, portrayal of the doctor. I just didn't care for the storyline. I never actually got to see that. So I'm going to have it's to It's actually not a it. bad movie. It shows the, the TARDIS in a, a much nicer manner. In my opinion, it, it makes it feel like this is somewhere where he lives. This is his home. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see if I can find that somewhere. Yeah, because he's got he's got the console in the middle of the room, and then he's got bookshelves like twenty or thirty feet away, and it's just this wide open floor, and he's got chairs and tables and lamps and lounge chairs, and 
It almost sounds like what Capaldi had in his, except minus the lounge chairs and the chairs. Well, he had Capaldi all the had Capaldi had you know a similar setup to that, but in two tier. Yeah, it was, because he's following up on Matt Smith and David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston. He's following up on all of them, yeah. and their design was that by level more cramped console room. Right. So I I kind of liked that more classic single level, you know, more open area that they had near the end cuz I didn't get to see a lot of Sylvester McCoy. Um before all of his stuff went away on Netflix and I'm slowly picking up more who from various uh places different stores and online it it's difficult to to find it all and and get that collection um but yeah he's the doctor has lived for over 2000 years uh we are on the 12th but technically the 14th yeah um but then again, based on what the doctor said, he's been a woman a couple of times. And uh, before Jody, uh, Jody is the yeah. first female iteration of the doctor that we're actually seeing on screen. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the count because. Uh, Rumi and I are big Whovians, and we we talked, and we think that from our tally, there's been 16 to 20 official doctors, iterations of the doctor because of we just uh, don't different see them. different things said. But um, as Matt Smith's time as the doctor, rule one, the doctor lies. Right. But Capaldi doesn't strike me as that kind of doctor. Right, yeah, he gave more of a, uh, what was it, an old man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that oh, I'm an old man and forget everything. It, Capaldi <laughs> can be summed up, okay, because when you look at uh, Modern Who, yeah, okay, and for, for those of you out there listening, um, and for Sean, what you're going to notice when you go back uh, from Modern Who and watch the classic who is that the styles and the temperaments and certain aspects of modern who the modern doctors are directly correlated to classic who i don't know if you saw one of the i think it was a red nose day special with tenant uh because they got 10 and 5 Oh, the in the TARDIS together, and five was wondering why he looked so old, and Tenet was just like, um, "That's because we're the same person." I didn't, and I didn't he see gives this. this big, you know, like you were, you could tell. Sorry, you could tell that it was actually Tenet speaking to his doctor. The one that got him into it. Right, yeah. The five with the celery. Yeah. 
Yeah, for those who don't know, yes, there was a doctor that had a uh, celery stick on his lapel. Those were weird times. We'll talk about five. I don't really care for six. I mean, that rainbow bright coat (laughs) and that snarky, rude attitude. Like, I only got time for one like that in my life, and that one is Eccleston. And that wasn't snark. Oh, yeah. That was sass. Straight sass. Okay. He had a reason for it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, just coming from the... Um, the time war. The time war and the war doctor, which we never got to see until later. Yeah, which that... Uh, there was so much of Moffat's writing that I had such a problem with. And then uh, to our fellow Whovians out there, I'm glad Moffat's gone. I, I did not like what he was doing. Oh, no, I loved Russell T. Davies a lot more than I did Moffat. Oh, God, yes. He could write for a season. Moffat, limit limit that man to two episodes, like a two-episode arc, max. Okay? Because he could not write an arc for a season. It just, it got old quick. It got boring. It got bland. There was too much filler. Yeah, they they could have done better with Matt Smith. It's just Matt Smith... Did a really great job of what he was handed with, too. Yeah, I, I'm not going to diss his acting oh, no. ability, but I I do agree that See, what he was handed with... we can't diss Eleven, because Eleven did such a great job, but mm-hmm. it was the writing that could have done better. Yeah. Because the writing that happened for 10... The, and the direction. 9 and 10, both together, were just absolutely incredible. Oh, God, yes. Um so to anybody thinking about skipping nine, because, never skip nine because he's only got one season. Yes, I know it's cheesy as all get out. I know that it's crazy and super B rated, but some of the best stuff came out of nine. Oh, yes. And come on. Are you my mommy? Come on. Captain Jack Sexy. Oh, yeah. Captain, Captain, yep, Jack, Captain Jack Harkness. Mm-hmm. We cannot forget. Him. Okay. Now, John Barrowman has gotten up to some really good stuff since his time on Doctor Who. He had his own show Torchwood. in relation. Yep. Torchwood. Um, he has uh, moved over to Arrow. Oh, I did not know this. Yes. He's Malcolm Merlin in Arrow. Oh, okay. And... He is still doing Broadway. Yeah, that's typical. Yeah. Um, one of his more recent shows, um, I can't remember the name of it because it it's got a weird name. Um, Zaza Gabor is the character name, and Zaza is a drag queen. <laughs> Perfect role. <laughs> John Barrowman has like no qualms about any of that. Uh, he did a couple of photo shoots of him running around in a 1920s flapper dress. I think I've seen those photos um, on Facebook. And, and like, in oh, high go. heels. And it's like he pulls it <laughs> off so convincingly. And he, he comes out onto stage at cons, you know, wearing the most... It, out there stuff just to get people to to freak out and it's just like this is the kind of guy that that brings in that good energy yeah 
because he doesn't care. He no. doesn't. He doesn't fall into that political correctness. He's just like, oh no, I'm gonna flaunt. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> do what I'm gonna do, and I think they they couldn't have picked better for Captain Jack because that was Jack. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I don't give a crap. You know what you think. You know people have to be and not to mention he actually brought in some really great tools too like the sonic blaster oh come mm-hmm. on who doesn't want one of those the time vortex manipulator right exactly i have a replica of that sitting upstairs um in my little nerd collection because i mean you get you get into this stuff and you, you're gonna find stuff that you're just gonna want to get they do have uh replicas of his blaster too. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Um, See, I want to get some actual replicas of the Sonic screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. I've got two of the the toy versions of tens, uh, Sonic screwdriver and elevens. I would like actual like metal replicas that would make the sounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so freaking fantastic! But yeah. they're stupid expensive. Oh yeah, I mean the memorabilia for these shows, and I mean any of the nerdlings out there knows it's not cheap. No, it's not. But if you spend the coin. Uh, how does that line go again? Oh, yeah. Kajita's wares if you have coin. <laughs> and that's, uh, that is so true, though. I mean, you have to be willing to spend the money in order yeah. to get the quality product. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping an eye out for the stuff, you know, as because watching, you know, and you got to give it more than just one season. Um, exactly. But I will say that be prepared to either absolutely hate or absolutely love the companions. I mean, especially Rose, like with nine. Oh, yeah. Rose was absolutely stunning. She was superb. She was amazing. Then then the regeneration hit. Yeah. Then it just it's set in like, oh, what? Just what? And (laughs) while we as an audience are kind of like, yes. This is cool. He's surviving. I like this. But also kind of sad because you're like, but I don't want him to go. Yeah. And then I mean, Tenet shows up with the with the oh, aliens. Yeah. And he's in the he's in his his pajamas. <laughs> his pajamas and a broadsword. Yeah. Pajamas I mean, with a broadsword. Who doesn't want to see that? Come on. Right. <laughs> and I mean, her reaction to that and her attitude change because he got pretty. Yeah. I mean, come on. Seriously? Seriously? Yep, seriously. You you go and you're like, I don't even know who he is anymore. He changed. He left me. How could he? To... Now he's pretty and he's got, you know, that smooth voice. And, you're just and he's like, got the fancy hair. Yes. The the, <laughs> the all sticky uppy in front. <laughs> yes. as, as, as a uh, future companion would say. Um, and we'll get to him, I'm oh. sure. <laughs> uh, so she she just goes and, and falls for him. And it's like, but that you, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell it with nine. I, I don't know if you could. I, not, I kind I of couldn't. Did. I couldn't pick up on uh, her falling for him. Uh, you kind of saw it before. 
right before because I don't the uh, the space station thing that they were on. Yeah. Right before he sent her through the TARDIS back to Earth, you kind of saw it there. You kind of have to really pay attention. It's just how she looks at him. Okay. She's like, no. And then all of a sudden when she returns. Yeah, you with- could tell. But but to me, that, that kind of came off as she was upset that she got kicked out of the fight. Yeah. And I mean, that was really representative of the audience as well. Because for the audience, our link to the doctor is the companion. The companions have to be compelling. They have to be realistic. And they have to be, you know, an every man or an every woman. Yeah. Someone who it doesn't matter, male or female. I don't I don't care male, female companion doesn't bother me. The thing they have to do is be relatable to everyone. And that's why you get um pairs and a lot of times. Um Mickey the idiot. Hey, I liked Mickey. Oh, I loved Mickey. He he was sassy, and I he didn't take the doctor's crap very well. No, he didn't. But he shot back as best he could, and I I as much as I would like to say, hey, I wouldn't be like that. Oh yeah, I don't know how I'd react really. Nobody does. I I I think that most of us would react either kind of like Rose's. Oh, okay. Or, you know, Mickey's, what, 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 what? I think that's how I'd feel. (laughs) Yeah, and try and fire back at him when he gets snarky. But this guy has got like 870 years (laughs) on me. Yeah. He has had time to perfect the snark. I'm just an infant to this, you know, ancient thing. And why he keeps choosing humans to be his companions nobody will ever know no um though i think there were a couple of stories where he had non-human companions like in the books but i I don't know entirely about those yet because i haven't gotten into those yet i mean i've got the one and that's for my favorite classic doctor the third uh because like i said with earlier with uh you can tell the classic in the modern, because we've been talking about nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Eccleston's doctor has more of that biker bad boy. Yeah. And, you know, the leather jacket, the V-neck tee, you know, the black pants. Everybody lives. <laughs> Just this once. <laughs> yeah. A, never a truer statement was had than that moment in Doctor Who. Um, but... His attitude can be likened back to six. Yeah. And his more plain attire can be, you know, kind of like a one. the Like the first doctor and the sixth doctor combined. Um, with that, you know, I'm so old. And that whole snark, snide. It's like they took the personalities of one and six and kind of mushed them together and it had a baby and it was nine. Yeah. And that I really liked that. Ten um, is a five. Yeah. He's just more of a. He's just straight up five. And I think a little bit of two, if we're being honest, because I don't know if you know much about the second doctor. No. 
he was a bit of the clown uh, in one of the crossover specials for multiple doctors uh, in the special The Three Doctors. The first doctor comes over the screen in the TARDIS and he's like, so you two are my replacements. And they're like, yeah. Oh, a clown and a dandy. (laughs) Personally, I felt a little insulted because three is. Okay, well, maybe three is a dandy. I I would like to fight that, but I will probably lose. (laughs) Um, but two is that silliness that I, I think really kind of shines through in Tenet. Yeah, he he had that uh, mm-hmm. he had that clown, but yet clever. It's because I'm clever, <laughs> and he never lets you forget it either. No, he doesn't. That was that was uh, ten. Um. There was there was also the theory that uh, nine was the worn down old tiger, ten is Tigger, and eleven is a um, orange tabby kitten <laughs> that keeps like falling over himself, knocking things over, and tripping, but is trying to convince you that they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what eleven did. Yeah. Okay. And then Capaldi was just this like. I don't even know what to classify. I, I don't because that, he because everything that that, that nine, that ten, and eleven did, Capaldi just like broke that cycle and well, became also, that like, oh, I'm just this grumpy old man, but yet I'm still a doctor and I'm here to save the day. That uh, there's a reason why the first doctor keeps showing up for Capaldi. He's like a reset, and the first doctor and him have so much in common. That it's ridiculous. Also, uh, three with his coat, the way he kept flaring that out. Yeah, that was a three. Um, so he's he's a one in three combo. Okay, and to me, I, I liked the fact that they went back to having an older doctor because it's reflective of how old the doctor actually is. Yeah, like he's still goofy, but he's like. Still old man about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like that. I, I, I like that about Capaldi. Like the like the T-Rex incident. Oh, that was oh, like, that yeah. was golden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Madame Vastra's line in the, in the beginning of that, your grasp on anatomy is concerning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he thought that Rexy spit out an egg. Like, that's... That's not how laying eggs works. Uh, so, yeah, there are dinosaurs that end up in the middle of London. <laughs> yes, and everybody freaks out. Yeah, for those who are unaware. Um, that's one of those that impossible situations always happen. And yet the world forgets about them. Because do you remember why, though? Oh, it had something to do with just humanity. Just I don't know what 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 is it, what is it called? Just being too naive or stupid to I don't know. It wasn't uh, stupid. I uh, um, naive, I guess, is a good way to put it. But uh, it's because denial. We don't want to deal with it. Right. We have our own problems here. We don't want to deal with that. 
I mean, we've had aliens crash into Big Ben. We've had dinosaurs in the in the Thames. Not to mention a giant robot in the what is it, eighteen sixties? What was that? Yeah, with the uh, Cybermen. Yeah, with the Cybermen <laughs> in the in the year off the year of specials. Yep. Um, and then we've had aliens come in and land. We've had the adipose. We had the aliens from Capaldi that. You know, got consent to rule humanity. The silence. The the silence. The Vashta Narada are Vashta here. Narada, yeah. But I mean only Donna really knew about that. Um as as a legitimate thing. And it, to be honest, I watched that episode and then I uh sat went and sat down. Um and I saw the dust in the light streaming in from the window. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody is like, the weeping angels messed me up so bad. Okay. To oh, be honest. Oh, it wasn't the weeping your, angels. Your introduction to the show was starting it properly. Mine was in high school. I think it was a junior it was Mrs. Form or Miss Foreman's uh, English class, or was it creative writing? That would have been a senior. I don't remember which one, but it was uh, with one of my favorite high school English teachers, and uh, Foreman had uh, told us that we were going to be doing something a little different today, and the whole class is like, "What?" And then she pulls out, you know. A, a movie like a cd case and everyone's like we're watching a movie she puts it in and you know gets it all brought up and it's blink <gasps> my introduction to doctor who was oh blink. no oh that must have been terrifying i i was creeped out but blink is one of the best episodes oh, that's, it is. that's ever been written you know because it's it's that single contained story. And I was just so floored by how well it was written, how well it was crafted. Yeah. And actually made you feel like you were in a horror film. It was just yeah. because I was freaking out. Like I had like goosebumps. I was like, oh, get me out of here. <laughs> it was yeah. bad because the two episodes that really got me like that for Doctor Who before I got into the silence and everything, the silence was just terrible. Blink was like number one. And then mm. the other one was, uh, oh, the one with the the gas mask. Are you my mummy? Oh, okay. With Eccleston. That one. Okay. That was like the, that's like the top two that got me like, oh, really? like got me shaky with fear Why? because it was, it just, I don't know. Just this kid. With the freaking gas mask. Are you my mommy? Like, it just creeped me the crap out, dude. <laughs> I've got a story so about bad. that gas mask thing, though, too. I, well, with Blink, I can understand because the way that they close it out the, is that statues are everywhere. Yeah. And not to mention just how they did the, the cinematography and mm. how they revealed, like, the angels. Like, the, the cop in the basement. And he's just like... And then the angels are closing in. The lights are flickering. Like, oh... <gasps> I was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, literally, there's there's nothing else other than to say, what the hell 
is going on? Because yeah. it's it's straight out of a nightmare. Yeah. Like you're trapped in hell. And that's that's truly kind of unnerving. So that one I get. But gas oh, mask? dude, I I was terrified. I'm not gonna lie. I was terrified of those of of that kid. Like it was unnerving because I don't think for me it was the gas mask. I think it was the fact that it was a little kid. That's what made it well because then in later in that episode when they're in the hospital and the doctor guy, the other doctor, they all start rising up with the gas mask. I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm yawn. I'm 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 done. I'm 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 with the doctor. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> well, see, I, I probably would have pulled what he did. <laughs> Go to your room. Yeah. And, but it probably would have taken me, you know, a, a moment longer to come to that conclusion. But you know, when you're thinking about this, like that's what you do. You tell little kids to go to your to go to their room right. when they've been bad. And this kid had been really bad. But I really liked that the way that ended. Like that was really cool. Yeah. Um. No, the one that really like messed me up was the silence in the library. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good episode. The 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 arc with the uh Vashta Narada was one that really kind of got into my head and it also made me like cry a little bit because for me, Donna was the every woman. Yeah. She said what we were all thinking. Like you yeah. you picked you picked me. Why did you pick me? I, I'm nothing special. I'm no one. I'm just some rando off the street. Like that's literally what he did with Rose. He just grabbed her hand and said, run, and then like that was it. They were off on adventures together. That's how it worked. I mean, so I, I don't know about you who your favorite of the modern companions has been, but for me, I got to be honest, I'm torn. Oh, I'm definitely torn because I'm I'm torn between Donna and Bill. Mm, no, mine is I'm torn between Donna and Rose. Those are those are the two I'm 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 torn. Donna's definitely taken more of the cake, but it's just the fact because I love that I loved that that love story between Rose and the Tenth Doctor. I don't know about anybody else, but I loved it. I right, loved gonna, that aspect. I'm gonna throw out a challenge to you. Watch Classic Who. <laughs> I'm, I'm to, going I, to I'm I'm going to lay out the doctors you need to watch and the companion you you need to to watch for. And this this goes for anybody. Um, because. This is the greatest companion that has ever lived. Oh, um, oh, let me think of her name. Um, well, you got to write it as a her. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jane Smith. Correct. Yeah. Sarah Jane, Sarah Smith. Jane Smith as portrayed by Elizabeth Sladen. She, she has, has met, every, met doctor. every doctor, even 12, even though she had passed away. Yeah. They gave her the honor of letting her father of letting her husband. Oh, her husband. Her husband, the guy that Capaldi took the coat from. Yeah. In the alley. In the alley. When he was talking about, whose face is this? I'm Scottish. I can really complain now. 
is when he's having that crisis of identity, uh, the the guy who he got the coat from, that was Sladen's husband. Okay. So they gave her that honor. And as long as there is a member of the family alive, they're going to keep doing that. So we're probably going to see the old man again in um, in a new role, just kind of as a background character that, that meets and talks to the doctor. Um, because she has met every doctor. Uh, she started with the third, then she was with the fourth and the fifth. I think she was with the sixth for a minute. Um, she met the seventh. Uh, they worked it into one of the canon novels to meet eight. Uh, she did not meet the war doctor. Which, I mean, to be fair, they kind of brought him in. Yeah, as kind of a, a special. As a special. He wasn't But he wasn't there. the doctor. No. Um, But then by the end of it, they're all like, oh, you were the most doctor out of all the doctors that's ever doctored. <laughs> like, which, okay, I got to be honest, I kind of like that for, for Hurt. Okay. Yeah. I, I do like that for him because he kind of embodies all of them. That that war doctor embodies every single one because he's just he's just filled with that that anger. It's not the anger. When you look at Eccleston, talk about the war. When you look at Tennant, talk about the war, and then Smith, and then Capaldi, talk about the wars. It was never the anger. At least not outward. It was inward. Right. That his it, that they had fallen so far, but more specifically that the last great time war made him into something that wasn't him. He gave up who he was. He turned his back on himself, his ideals, and his principles. So that's inward hate. That he can express towards the Daleks. Right, exactly. And that, I, I think, is one of those things that you see that. And it wasn't, it wasn't anger. It was pain. Because I had no other choice than to do this. If I didn't, everything was going to be destroyed. And honestly, that's that's why I think that you know, you have Sarah Jane Smith up there at the top as like the greatest companion that's ever been. And then to me, right below it, right below Sarah Jane is Donna. And I think that you could argue that Donna goes above that, above that level that Sarah Jane is at, simply because she had that moment. Yeah, she that the had doctor the, yeah. had with the war because she she had to give up everything that she was, everything that made her who she was, and turn her back on everything to do what had to be done to save everything. And it cost her, just like it cost the doctor. So when people when people talk about Dr. Donna. That's possibly one of the greatest things ever. And she can never know. And return, yeah. Otherwise she would 
die. Yeah, she would And die. to me, that hurt. I think what they should have done is let her go. You know, maybe do uh, the specials with Tenet. And then when he transformed and regenerated, she just went, I can't. And leave. Because her and Matt Smith would not have gotten along. That would have allowed them to bring her back at any time. Yeah. Kind of like what they've done with Bill. They've got Bill out there running around. Um, so, I, I guess, who, who is your favorite? Because clearly, it, those two for me. Yeah, I mean... And see, you're torn between... You know, Donna and, and Rose. Yeah. Well, because I never... Because the only only story arc I know of Sarah Jane Smith is from what I know of her. Yeah, from... And from modern. I haven't seen any of the classics. So that's that's part oh, of my she's, problem. She's great. And I'm pretty sure I would I would love her if I would uh, see oh, the yeah. classics. Uh, have you actually given a watch of the Sarah Jane Files or the Sarah Jane Adventures? Oh, no, I haven't checked those out yet. Oh, you should. I mean, they're a little childlike, but you see what she's been doing all these years that the doctor's not been around. Okay. It, it's really good. I'll have to give that a watch. Thank you for joining the Federation of Fandoms this week. We will be continuing this episode of Doctor Who next week. Hope you all will enjoy it then. Thank you very much. We here at the Federation of Fandoms are part of the Zion's Edge Network. And we can be found on Facebook at the Federation of Fandoms podcast and on Patreon. Please go over and take a look at that. Sean, if anybody would like to reach out to you and start and continue the discussions we've started here today, where could they find you? I'm mostly on um, Instagram mostly right now. Um, obviously, you can reach me through the Federation of Fandoms Facebook page. Um, my Instagram is called Sean of the Light. Um, it's the only username that wasn't taken. I could use my gamer tag, but it wasn't going to work out very well. Um, so yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Um, you can also reach me through the Federation of Fandoms Facebook page. I'll be on there a lot. Um, my main Facebook page, I will not be accepting friend requests just for public sake. And we, we can follow you at. All right. And I'm going to be over on Twitter at Robert underscore McPeak. Links to our social media is going to be down in the show notes, as well as a link to our Patreon, our Facebook page, and so many other little nuanced little details. So many other little details about today's show. And what we're going to be bringing to you each week as we move forward. And for all of our fans that are out there, live long and prosper. So say we all.